Soon after a national emergency about the coronavirus was declared in mid-March, some trucking companies started getting devastating news. Many of the shipments they were depending on disappeared. That resulted in some going out of business quickly. However, one fleet that faced such a situation is still very much alive. How did they do it? By getting out of hauling the items necessary for live events, such as concerts, trade shows, plays, and other shows, and getting into hauling COVID-19 relief supplies. This is the Eyes on the Road podcast presented by PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass Way Station bypass and toll payment services. PrePass also includes informed software dashboards for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. Online at prepass.com. I'm Evan Lockridge, and thanks for joining us. Live concerts in the United States are a big business, a $26 billion a year industry. And it takes a lot of gear, including lighting, rigging, staging, and other necessary equipment, all moved by trucks to put on big shows for some of the biggest names in music. However, for the 200-truck fleet based in Illinois, upstaging lighting and transport, that all disappeared in March. That was when Live Nation, one of the country's largest concert promoters, announced it was canceling all foreseeable future shows. The reason is a term we hear quite often, social distancing. However, officials at Upstaging were determined not to let these cancellations take it out of the spotlight. They did what any good trucker would do when faced with something blocking their way. They found an alternate route. Joining me on the line with their story from Upstaging's Nashville office is Chip Waterfield. He's a former truck driver and now Upstaging's fleet safety manager. Chip, welcome to Eyes on the Road. Great to be with you here today. So, Chip, it's around mid-April, just about a month after you found out that concerts were canceled coast to coast. How is your business and what is Upstaging doing to stay alive? We're doing okay, given the scenario we're all contending with. As you mentioned in the intro, we have many facets to our business. Focal point here today is, of course, our our trucking department, but it's important to note that we have our core business in uh, theatrical lighting and and production. While we have about 70% of our drivers busy at this time running relief loads, our production side kicked into we have manufacturing uh, capabilities with uh, multiple disciplines related to set building. Our backstage brains went to work, and uh, we, we retooled our capabilities to build PPE. Uh, we have all the parts to assemble temporary utilities for any remote structures, and we've partnered with other like vendors to make ourselves available to provide the impossible that we do every day. With our trucks, we immediately shifted our workload to assisting market needs, and acquiring the freight is easy, but we wanted to get involved with responding to the immediate needs that Americans have. As this was a change in our workflow, our team has uh, learned to work well with uh, urgent schedules, and we're responding positively to the challenges ahead of us. So, Chip, how did you all come up with this plan to basically reinvent Upstaging's business model? We have action plans for all manner of scenarios in our work. However, there's no action plan on our library shelf for all current businesses canceled. Of the fleets I've been with in my work, the uh, innovative ones are the companies whose managers know that their people have got some pretty good ideas. In our case, and in this immediate situation, we have a great driver on our staff who has uh, relationships with a uh, logistics company. While grocery and supply chains were in total shock as to how to handle the new volume they found, our driver used his contacts uh, to offer our assistance. The day, The next day, uh, we had 40 trucks online with uh, with this company, and we were working to deliver groceries in multiple regions. Once we had these trucks in motion, we started examining other relief loads, and uh, these loads were pretty much up our alley. 
we're specialists at breaking down a show, putting it into dozens of trucks, moving it on to the next location overnight. So when it comes to moving 20 truckloads of PPE from the Gulfport area to New York State overnight, not a problem. After that, we've turned to many logistics companies to get on board with what uh, their needs are to be moved. We have to be a bit careful with what loads we choose because it can be like uh, loading bricks into a Cadillac. (laughs) I think I know what you mean by that, Chip, but uh, elaborate a little bit on that if you could, please. What we're running into is our trailers are built to handle all the road cases that uh, uh, provide the production equipment for a a concert or trade show, and it's uh, built to fit the gear. Now that we've uh, just shifted to taking on lots of uh, general freight of all different types, we're experiencing that the uh, forklift operators at most of these locations don't have the uh, the finesse that the stagehands do whilst uh, loading the uh, uh, loading air trucks every night. They they seem to actually take aim at the walls and say, "Hey, this hasn't been scarred up yet." We're looking for loads that are a, a bit more suited to our equipment, something that needs uh, first class care on its way to uh, its destination. Simply take on a, uh, a load of uh, scrap metal isn't exactly the, uh, the the type of kit that we need to be uh, loading into uh, to our van that's not equipped for the task. So now upstaging is now not only hauling relief supplies, but it's also making them personal protective equipment, PPE, and God only knows when, but life allegedly will one day return to normal here in the U.S. It did after the last pandemic a little more than 100 years ago. And, of course, that means concerts will be back on. Chip, do you think this diversification in Upstaging's business model is something you will want to continue with after this crisis is over? Absolutely. If anyone thinks that this exercise in the American economy isn't going to change business paradigms, they'd be wrong. What we cannot do is leave ourselves open to being a one-trick pony. We and all the associated carriers in the entertainment transportation field were certainly very comfortable with our 110% workload. The workflow just kept extending and jobs just kept getting larger. The overnight pivot to hauling other goods and repositioning our operations staff was an incredible challenge of problem solving. Moving forward, what we, what, what we must do is position ourselves to be more ready to adapt at a moment's notice. Will we continue to uh, dabble in the logistics world? Yes. We look at this now as uh, as an important part of networking and being able to uh, to, to keep our machine moving. Uh, it will be a larger portion of our business uh, moving forward from here, just as I'm sure many other businesses learned new ways of uh, of adapting 100 years ago. When we first talked before this interview, Chip, you said the drivers at Upstaging, while working hard, have a really good gig serving the entertainment business because it's so different. How does a job driving a rig in this arena differ from hauling, say, general commodities? And also, how does this recent change at Upstaging, how has it affected your drivers? The primary difference in our work moving shows and and moving freight is that with shows, you're loaded for months on end with the same load for a show. There's no daily dispatch. At the beginning of a tour, a driver will make a few vendor pickups, transport the gear to rehearsal, meet the rest of the crew that he's going to be working with. The show will rehearse for a week or so, and then they hit the road to do, oh, about 50 shows in three or four months. The uh, It's a very regimented process that repeats itself for every city that it goes to. The booking's already been done. The drivers know where they're going to go on the next and every day for the duration of the tour. The the same gear comes on and off of their trailer at each show, so there's no shipping and receiving drama at all. Just back up to the dock, 
20 minutes later, you're done with the loading. Another huge aspect that's uh, missing from the freight circles, uh, in freight circles, is the camaraderie. Our drivers work together uh, during these whole tours. A tour might be as small as just a couple of trucks or as large as 50 trucks. We average around 20 trucks per arena tour. So these drivers are working with themselves each and every day for the length of these, these terms. And so they get to be great friends as they're out there uh, working. Uh, in tour logistics, uh, there has to be a plan for what you're going to do with all of the real estate needed for this size operation. So our lead drivers work with productions to make sure that we're always uh, equipped with what we need. Our lead drivers work with productions to make sure that we always have a place to land. So there's no hoping that uh, there might be a place to park at the truck stop. We have an entire stadium to camp at. It's even interesting when we go to New York City with our work, uh, as we'll have permits to park right there in the heart of Manhattan. So while we're operating in the logistics world, the immediate impact of the aforementioned stress factors is amazingly clear on our drivers. The, uh, the, the loss of camaraderie, the, uh, the, the having to deal with the, uh, the shipping and receiving blues every day create uh, stresses amongst our drivers that, uh, that we never saw them have before. So it becomes a great understanding of what is going on within the, uh, the trucking industry as a whole that the drivers are really being uh, uh, handled by the shipping and receiving, the distribution community, in an improper way. And uh, this certainly brings light to our operation and how we'll uh, uh, work with the, uh, the drivers moving forward. There have been a lot of reports about the adverse conditions that truck drivers have been facing during this crisis. What are you all doing to make sure they are protected or able to get food and find places to rest? Because, after all, your drivers now are far and removed from their usual surroundings. First, we reacted to the situation so quickly that we had to adapt and learn on the fly. The first best thing I could equip our drivers with is knowledge. Newsletters and emails were our first line of defense. Uh, we uh, we got them the information they needed to know about what we were suddenly faced with. Uh, we've sourced some of the important PPE items and uh, have uh, packets ready for our drivers uh, when they uh, are at our location. Uh, they can pick up one of these packets so that they have all of the proper stuff with them when they need it, uh, one of which is the masks. Uh, many of the shippers now are uh, 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 putting up barriers to drivers that uh, you can't even enter the building without a uh, mask on. And uh, drivers ask all the time, well, where am I supposed to get a mask? Uh, so uh, we're doing our best to uh, to get these distributed to all the drivers uh, so that they can uh, be equipped for the challenges ahead. Uh, there are even entire states now that have got regulations on having masks, so we're happy to, uh, to have been able to source those and get them to our drivers. Another way that we are getting uh, information around our drivers, uh, there is a, a Facebook group that uh, was always in a position there for the entertainment uh, drivers. And it's been uh, uh, super helpful in providing the drivers with some uh, some great networking capabilities to uh, uh, connect with other drivers that are happy to help out. There's also a lot of uh, uh, tips and insights uh, that have been out there for keeping drivers safe and, and fed. There have been uh, uh, plenty of indicators that have been showing up inside of that group where special services are popping up, like uh, food trucks at, at rest areas. Now, speaking of drivers, I mentioned a little earlier that you used to be a driver, but you've capped your CDL, 
And uh, I understand the other day you had to put your driving hat back on and hit the road because one of your drivers uh, had a non-coronavirus-related medical issue. And you were on the road from Bowling Green to Sydney, New York, and also believe uh, Pennsylvania to Chicago. Chip, what was it like being back behind the wheel of a rig? Very uh, eye-opening. The conditions out on the road uh, currently are uh, pretty conducive to trucking. Remove the uh, remove the commuter traffic and uh, the, lots of the traveling public out there, and uh, it makes it pretty easy to uh, to get your truck around. But the breakdown of the uh, of the the easy trip uh, started happening when I was dealing with the the warehouses with with the shippers and receivers directly. The truck stops are acting under their best plans for social distancing, but food on the shelves uh, is available, but it's not nutritious. I'm amazed that the uh, that the truck stops uh, are full, uh, even in this social distancing function and, and with so much being shut down, the, the truck stops are still at full capacity and, and parking is still an issue. The uh, the stops having restaurant uh, restrictions and uh, it, uh, some of them being shut down. It, it's curious when uh, when the Big Mac is your, your healthy choice for, uh, for nutrition on the road. Uh, we have a policy for paid truck parking. They're happy when the drivers get to use it to get the proper rest. But I see so many uh, uh, drivers out there that are uh, contending with uh, uh, difficult conditions at shippers, like uh, not being allowed on properties and uh, not being able to uh, to get the right rest they want, uh, whilst our drivers are working at a uh, a seventy hour pace. It sounds like to me that this experience gave you renewed empathy about what truck drivers are going through all over this country during the coronavirus crisis. Absolutely. The, uh, the the main thing that uh, that I, I know that, our, uh, that all drivers like to do is to be able to uh, to take a break, get out of the truck, and uh, take on the uh, the functions that uh, that truck stops have to to, to offer, which is uh, simply a good shower and a nice hot meal, and uh, being able to, uh, to to relax. But when the stops are reacting to social distancing functions and the food's not available, then the uh, peculiar function of needing to have PPE just to go in the store, it's a witness to the uh, to the, the stress that the drivers are under. To hear drivers having to talk about the uh, poor choices of, uh, of food that they can uh, get to out there, it's, it's difficult when you hear them talking about just being able to get the hostess cake or a pack of cheese as uh, their meal. It's distressing. I'm pleased that our drivers are doing the communication to help each other find where, uh, where good food and the likes can be had. We have our network of drivers that are still at home that uh, are offering up their ability to uh, help each other out uh, when the drivers come by. Now, I want to go back to where the news came down that concerts were being canceled left and right. What was your gut reaction at the time there at Upstaging? After all, that is a big part of your business. So imagine taking your entire year's business plan and just throwing it out. Start over today. Uh, it was most certainly tense, but uh, we never for a moment thought it was all over. This is where our uh, show must go on since played out. We got in the lifeboat and started making calls. Yeah, uh, the stress was certainly high, and the uncertainty of what we needed to do and for how long was uh, was uh, on our minds. For how long is still an unknown. But what we have right now is, uh, is business operation going on rather than panic. Uh, the impact that we have uh, yet been able to focus on is, uh, is how to restart touring. What's that going to look like moving forward? We would love for it to be business as usual, 
And you have to believe that this exercise on the human psyche is going to limit the uh, the maximum amount of shows rolling out there for a few years. But uh, we, we'll adapt and we will uh, uh, find ourselves uh, back to, to doing it again, whatever uh, fashion that touring comes back as. We, we feel it's going to be 100% normal, but uh, have to be both optimistic and pessimistic at the uh, at the same time as to how people are going to uh, to react. So, Chip, you believe what you're doing now is sustainable until your core business comes back? Uh, yes, but but here too we have to shift. Uh, our drivers love to produce results. They're, they're so good at it that we're having to actually tell them to take a break. They keep going as long as they know they're doing good for someone. Uh, but we still have to be safe out there. And as long as we can keep people busy and earning, it's it's the right thing to do. And this will lifeboat us along until the uh, core business returns, or as I like to say, until our uh, regularly scheduled programming comes back on the air. Chip, a number of fleets have faced losing huge chunks of their business since the coronavirus pandemic began here in the U.S., and I'm sure there are still plenty struggling as we speak. Based on what you and everyone else there at Upstaging have been through, what advice do you have for fleets that are in a similar situation? Network, network, network. Our having a a van fleet makes it pretty easy to stay busy through thick and thin. If I were a specialized flatbedder or a dry bulk hauler, I'd be thinking about trailer leasing. Uh, if my equipment couldn't pivot to another trade, I'd be talking to logistics outfits or driver leasing companies on how you can keep your staff working. It's it's all about the who you knows. Uh, I attend a few of the peer event conferences during the year, and I find it cool to build relationships with like carriers where you're not in a competitive stance. Amazing to me during the first weeks of this uh, transition, that my phone was ringing from some of these contacts, uh, all with their hand extended. Uh, you never know when you're going to need to use that business card in your file, but it, it's it's great when it's there. That is Chip Waterfield with Upstaging Lighting and Transport. You can find them online at upstaging.com. Chip, thanks very much, and good luck to you and everyone there. You're welcome from all of our team. It's been a pleasure to speak with you today. And you can find other details about how COVID-19 has affected trucking, including changes to rules and regulations, by going to the PrePass blog at prepass.com. Just look for it under the Resources tab. While you're there, you can hear previous episodes of this podcast, as well as through your favorite podcasting service. You can also keep up with PrePass on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening, and remember to keep your eyes on the road.